Hi, it's Anna. And it's Morella. From Autumn and Winter Podcast, our next one. And today's topic is, when do you know you're ready for retirement? I looked up a statistic that said the average age that Canadians are retiring is still 65. And why is that? Um, you know, it's interesting because I'm a baby boomer and we sort of thought we would be part of the Freedom 55 movement. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people have found that either they don't want to or can't afford to retire. Um, so it's interesting to find that people are still on average retiring at 65. They are predicting that it may be going up to age 70 as the age of retirement. Hmm. You know, I'm partly surprised and partly not. The not is, well, the cost of living. It seems to me uh, salaries haven't kept pace as one. And then the second, you know, we're all living longer. Mm. So possibly that's what's going through people's heads. And, uh, and then they just work longer. Here are some highlights from Stats Canada. In 2015, one in five Canadians aged 65 and older, or nearly 1.1 million seniors, reported working during the year. This is the highest proportion recorded since 1981. So to your mm. point, Anna. And of the seniors who worked in 2015, about 30% did so full-time. Full-time? Yeah. Mm. And the majority of those were men. The percentage of seniors who reported working nearly doubled between 1995 and 2015. So it could be uh, the fact, as you said, cost of living. Maybe mm. they, they didn't save the way they thought they would. Uh, these increases come mainly from part-time part-year work, increases in work activity were observed at all ages for men and women alike. Hmm. That is quite interesting. You know, and another reason I just thought of it now might be just something to do with your time, um, engagement, and it's good for the brain. So I wonder, you know, how much, aside from the cost and the longevity, um, just pure interest in being engaged. So there are the two aspects, um, still from Stats Canada, employment income. So for seniors 65 and older, 48% of people were living off of their employment income okay. in that age group. So we are looking at 50% of people working because that is their main form of money, source of money. And that went up from 2005 to 2015 by, it looks like, 7%. So financial reasons are... At least key. for, you know, almost half of the senior population has to work. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the other people that are working are doing it for a hobby or at their leisure or because they, they just don't want to leave work. They enjoy it so much. Mm -hmm. But, so I think, again, like we talked once about when we age, that people tend to want to categorize us all in one homogenized group. Oh, there's the seniors. Right. Um, and then we said once, well, there's a big difference between a 65-year-old and a 95-year-old. Well, again, I think retirement is one of those boxes people want to just say, oh, they're retired. 
mm. and assume people all retire for the same reasons or retirement looks the same. But yeah. it, it, it's very, very diverse. Very right? different for everyone, financial reasons, planning, at what stage. And I'm wondering, you know, and that kind of leads into, because I still sometimes, or still, or I do see it at work, ageism and perception. Uh, you know, how does society see retired people? You know, we think there's a lot in the media and it's, We've evolved, but I wonder, you know, the perception. How, you know, when I say to someone, I'm retired, mm -hmm. what goes through their head, do you think? Old. <laughs> Old. That's what I think. Um, and yet, you know, you asked the first question when do you know you're ready to retire? And uh, just on a personal level, I retired as a, from teaching. And I think teaching is one of those those professions like being a police officer, RCMP, uh, where you can burn out. And sort of deceptive because maybe people can retire from their profession, mm -hmm. but they can still continue working. They can maybe move on to another. Like a second career. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's where they face ageism. Maybe, you know, in my case, um, I'm still working, not sure how much longer. Um, I rarely tell anyone my age. Obviously, you know, they know I'm not 20-something or 30-something. But for me, it's more about if I tell them, then years back I made that mistake or so I think. And someone said to me, do you think you can handle this project? And, you know, from my perspective, I think, well, of course I can. And then I thought, you know, what prompted that comment? And then I started thinking, all right, a while back we had this conversation about age. And I just, because I don't feel shy about it, just said, yeah, you know, that's how old I am. And I think it leads into that. So it could be the pressure, as you said, in terms of work, the kind of work. It could be the perception of uh, your colleagues and you're thinking, okay, I've had it might be a need for a change. There's various reasons for thinking retirement. Um, and again, you know, it's, I think, our generation, retirement, and our parents is also very different. I don't know about yours, but when my mom retired, she had all these projects uh, that she never had time to do, but she never thought about a second career. Whereas I think what you just said before, a lot of us are thinking for whatever reason, we want to quote retire, but we don't really retire, right? We might be looking for a second career. And I think that's what you're doing partly, mm -hmm. you know? It's really interesting. I think retirement is um, one of the most stressful transitions I've ever been through. And I, I, all through life, you go through transitions. You, you go from elementary to junior high to high school, college, mm -hmm. young adult. And they're all really stressful. But I, and maybe I find this one the most stressful because I'm in it now. But there doesn't seem to be any uh, role models for me. Yeah. For this generation. I would agree. Like you said, you're... Your mother retired. The people that retired in your mother, my mother's generation, they they really just they're done stopped. with work, right? And they're they're kind of they faded. 
into the background. Mm -hmm. And it was partly that culture of their generation to be very, uh, they just went with the way the world worked. They didn't really fight too hard. A lot of them ended up going to seniors' residences, nursing homes very early. Mm -hmm. I know my generation, baby boomers, are hell-bent against going to seniors' residences. They can avoid it and they want to live at home or they're looking at all kinds of different ways to structure living with friends in a shared home. Right. So we kind of are reinventing retirement and aging. Which is good, but I still think society needs to catch up. Because, again, you know, aside from my projects and work, one reason I don't, you know, voluntarily reveal my age is I still sometimes catch, you know, that old way of looking at retired people. So the minute you say I'm close to retirement, um, even the younger generation, they should know better because they've been raised differently, and yet, Sometimes you catch the look. I mean, I, I do volunteer work, and one of the ladies I do volunteer work, she's in her 30s, and she put together something about women, a little postcard. Women of all ages, all professions. And that holds true, the varied look, for younger generation. For older women, she included mainly grandma. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that was kind of funny because... Not all of us are grandmas, that's one thing, but as women, older women, there's so much to us. Wives, mothers, sisters, entrepreneurs, still working. And somehow, you know, that escaped her. So she's going to redo the card. I know that much. (laughs) It's all going out. So, you know, it's there. And I'm wondering, kind of looking back, it's a little pivotal, and there's a spectrum of of, uh, seniors. What would you do, do differently? In what way? In what way? Um, knowing at some point you're going to retire and now almost there or, or there. Well, I, I think I did something. I I'm, I'm, didn't do it on purpose. I did it inadvertently. But one of the smart things that I did is as I was going through life, I maintained my creative interests and mm-hmm. my separate life outside of my profession. So that when retirement came, I just carried on in a different way with my creative pursuits. Okay. And for me, that's film and acting. Uh, I thought it was going to include visual arts as well. That sort of died down. The thing that's really interesting is if you have uh, these outside interests outside of your profession that define you, you're a marathon runner, or you are a cook, uh, any, you will end up in a group of people where the activity is more important than the age or where okay. you're at in life. That's interesting. So that's, I, really that, interesting. that's I would really recommend to people who are looking at retirement. Yeah, it's not retirement per se. It's opportunity to do all those other things that's part of you, that defines you. And then, you know, and, and I like what you said there. It isn't the the age of people, but the common interest. Right. Well, that's something forward. So hopefully our listeners, you know, pay we'll attention to this to and think about how it applies to their lives. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty good. 
I have to start thinking about mine. Um, mine is more cut and dry, you know, project management, engineering, and it's good. But now I'm searching for, okay, what is that next stage? Because like you, I'm also a baby boomer. Not defined, you know, retirement for me is just another phase to something else. And I'm searching for what is that something else? And, you know, all my passions, and I seem to have many, and I'm trying to narrow them down. But the point being, what you said is find what that is, and that makes it more, you know, engaged, more interesting, you move forward. That, that's good. Um, any expectations from family, you think, or society as we start transitioning? Is that a fair ask? Is that a fair expectation? Well, that's a, that's a very important part of retirement, that lots of people with family suddenly find that you look to them as though you have time, time on your hands. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could be the babysitter, let's say, or maybe you could help with their job or their projects because, well, now you're not working, so mm -hmm. you have time for this. Or you find that you might have had some great plans for retirement, but if you have family, you may end up being a caregiver, mm -hmm. and you're you're going to be torn again. How do you maneuver that? That's that that can that can be a really hard time in a person's life because we, as a society in North America, have sort of engineered our lives that we put aside our creative goals or artistic desires or things that aren't going to make money. We put them aside, we put them on hold so that we can finish college, mm -hmm. get a good job, and then we devote ourselves to our work. And we expect, we've been led to believe with movies and television, that we will reap the reward. So everybody waits to do their writing or their art till they're retired. And then what if your spouse gets ill? What if your aging parents are still uh, alive but need your care? Mm -hmm. What if your children move back home? What if your children have an addiction and they need a lot of, or they have a disability and they need a lot of care? And maybe money. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. That's a tricky one because you're torn between two really important values. One, the value of your life and you deserve to live your life on your terms. And two, the value you have of love for family. For family, yes. And I think, you know, what happens at this stage, even though it is a spectrum as far as seniors, but I think you start looking at you know, the, the mortality, and it's finite. And that whole idea of what you owe yourself and your family, because time, you're now becoming very aware is finite, I think makes it all the more, in some ways, stressful. Mm. Right? Because you don't have, you could say, well, I'll do that next year. Okay, that's good enough when you're 25, 30. But once you start being 55 and 65 and so on, Next year and the year after, all of a sudden takes a different meaning. And yet, if you're torn between responsibilities, 
you know, that's something to, to consider, to plan, and the finances. Um, I know people who can, uh, because they've got the money, they can get the support, and even with that, there's only a limit how much you can do. So it's, you know, back to when do you know you're ready for retirement, I would say finances seem to play a bit too, planning, um, engagement, uh, taking stock of life and that whole bit mortality, I mean, not in a, a sad way, but more in a realistic way, you know, and for me, another reason is, I don't know if you've had that, I mean, I still work full time, I'm getting more annoyed when people tell me you've got to be, you know, at a meeting, you're a, sec you're a minute late, this or that. Um, I don't like restrictions anymore on me, which is kind of silly, but I think it comes back to time is finite. And all of a sudden, I'm more aware, well, how do I want to spend it as opposed to somebody telling me, even though I'm paid for being, you know, at a certain place, certain time. So I think, you know, once we start getting to that point, all of these things start to coalesce, you know. Um, all I can say is autumn and winter folks start thinking there's a lot of good things still ahead, but you do need to plan, you do need to take stock of what, what you really love, your obligations, your time constraints, and also be excited about it, because I think it's also good, I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, it, you have to also be realistic. And one of the things that influences us is television. I mentioned earlier Freedom 55. It's something that I grew up with. And there would always be these commercials where this lovely-looking couple, they may have white or gray hair, but um, they've got the bodies of 20-year-old athletes, and they're on a cruise, or they're doing something exciting like running the bulls in Papalona, you know, something yeah. just wonderful. And, and the endless amounts of money and they travel and there are no children or obligations. Uh, all the little details, you know, in commercials and in fantasy land of television, all the, these, and you think that's going to be your reality. Mm. Some people do get to have that kind of retirement. But the reality is probably that's, that's again, that 1%, maybe 5%. Yeah. The rest of us will define our, what will make us happy in, in our circumstances. And I've had to battle the green-eyed monster, that mm -hmm. jealousy inside me. Why? Why can't I have that? Why mm -hmm. did that person you know, have those opportunities. I was, you know, I oh, led a good human, life. I, right? It's human nature to do that and those expectations, yeah. So, yeah, make sure that your expectations match who you are and what you can accomplish. So I would say if, if you have been a person that made a living, but perhaps you weren't able to save a lot of money and you don't have that, you know, $2 million in your savings account, you don't have a great pension, but you're you're getting older. Your body's wearing down, and uh, yes, you would like to go part-time, or you would yeah. like to retire. 
maybe you might look at it and say, okay, my, to me, my retirement is working in my garden and reading books. And that will give me pleasure. And it's a lifestyle I, I will enjoy. Will I have all those fantasies mm-hmm. of traveling three times a year? Maybe not. But is it worth working or trying to accumulate that money, working till you're 75, 80? Because you said, you said it, Anna, our time here on earth is finite. It's very finite. You know, and I like what you said, and that is define it based on your needs. And you can still be optimistic and still hopeful, but realistic to your situation. And I think, you know, that might be our parting message, that it is hopeful, um, that retirement moment and however you, you know, your own circumstances, but you do have to be realistic. You do need to take stock of yourself and what gives you pleasure. It could be something simple, like you said, reading. And, you know, align with that and be happy because it is finite, but it can still be good. Right. Well, folks, I think that's it for today from Mirella and myself. Stay tuned. We will have email, website. So keep in mind anything, you know, any comments on our two shows, podcasts already, anything you want to comment on or any topics or speakers, anything that, you know, speaks to you, resonates, and you'd like us to address, any speaker you might want to suggest, um, let us know, and that's coming next time with the details how to contact us. So thank you. Thank you. Bye.